Hello everyone and welcome to Tansha's Talk, the world's only English language program focusing primarily on Hungarian folk music. I am Kalman Magyar Öcsi speaking to you from Toronto, Canada. Episodes of Tansha's Talk, which combine a mix of music and stories delivered by me, are available as always on tansha's.com, that's T-A-N-C-H-A-Z.com, or on YouTube. Just search Tansha's Talk and subscribe so you don't miss anything. Today we have an episode of Tansha's Talk interviews. This is where I delve into long-form interviews with a wide array of guests. Episodes of Tansas Talk interviews are available on all popular podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, and Spotify, of course. Make sure you subscribe and leave a nice review if you like what you hear. Uh, today's episode of, is actually a part of the newly launched Tansas Talk Masterclass series, where I go in-depth, full-on folk nerd, geeking out as we explore the minutiae of various aspects of Hungarian folk music with one of Hungary's leading experts on the subject. And that would be none other than Shoma Shalamon from Hungary. Shoma is a lecturer at the Liszt Academy of Music in Budapest and one of Hungary's most in-demand folk musicians and teachers. I'm really privileged to have the ability to pick the brain of someone with Shoma's knowledge base uh, during this masterclass series, um, and it's rare to find someone so fluent in English as well as in the world of Hungarian folk music. Shoma, welcome back to the program. Hi, Ochi. Welcome here. Thank you for your honoring call. It's good to be here. And also, um, am I right that perhaps I'm the first person who's here uh, uh, with you for a second time? Yes, and you'll be here back and back. Wow. The first interview, of course, was more of the traditional Tansas talk interviews where we learned about you and Tordos, the Hollywood of, of, of Hungarian folklore. Um, and we talked about your upbringing. I'm, uh, and you're one of my earlier guests. But now, um, you know, you and I keep keep chatting, and and uh, and this was really, I would say, driven um, by a very good idea you had, which was, hey, why don't we also just delve into the material as well a bit more? And I really, and I really like that you, uh, you, you, you know, we were able to talk about this a few few conversations, and here we are. Um, I look forward to getting you back. This is we're gonna just, you know, scratch the surface, and 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 to the listeners, I would say. Um, you know, uh, as 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 you listen here, this is you're kind of getting the delivery of the material that Shoma often teaches uh, at the Liszt Academy uh, uh, in Hungarian as well as in English. Is that is that right, Shoma? Yes, yes. I have a, I have a lot of uh, foreign pupils here, and uh, I uh, give them lectures on ethnomusicology, folk music theory, and. Uh, you know, vocal folk music, tune typology, instrumental studies, a whole lot of stuff. And I always have to squeeze all this uh, thing into only uh, a curriculum uh, of only two semesters long. And, and it's uh, sometimes uh, a little bit difficult to, to, to speak about such a lot of things uh, in uh, such a short period. But uh, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I... I, I I, th I think they, they like my classes, so I oh, try to give my best to course. them. And, you know, we can, or, or we, 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 could, we could talk about a lot of things, and I, I hope we will. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do, yes, basically, yeah. in the List Academy. Uh, of course, beside my 
my uh, other uh, teaching uh, duties there, which uh, which which is for for Hungarian students like instrumental studies and also some theoretical subjects for them. Uh, but uh, I highly appreciate all all of my uh, foreign uh, pupils there. Yeah, well, and then your qualifications were very well laid down in the first episode we did, and and, and today. I think for the master class, um, the you know the 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 one of the one of your areas of research right now I know uh, for your doctorate um, is, is ethnomusicology, um, and you know and and that that's a very broad kind of uh, category. But today we're going to talk about the early study of ethnomusicology um, in in Hungary and maybe beyond as well, and field research and how the research started when it started uh kind of the some of the key characters and some of the most defining moments um and again uh just so the listener is aware you know this is a more in-depth um and this is really well highly recommended listening i would say uh for for people who really want to kind of get into the details and we're gonna you know in the, in the future episodes we can explore, um, you know, harmonics, uh, structures, and melodic structures, and kind of a little more, you know, music theory as well, which I think will be fun. But I think for the, for the first one, uh, you know, this is a more of a um, research and history um, uh, discussion. And, um, I, you know, I, 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 maybe you can start us off, Shoma, by, by talking about, about, uh, how this whole area of, of ethnomusicology and the study of of, 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 of Hungarian um, uh, songs uh, started, and the key, you know, some of the key moments kind of bring us to the beginning of this. Yeah, uh, if we'd like to be strict, uh, ethnomusicology here in Hungary uh, should be called uh, perhaps uh, folk music research instead of ethnomusicology, because I know in in the Anglophone world and the Western world, especially in the United States, the ethnomusicology has a, a way more extended uh, definition than in Hungary. So, you know, in the West, ethnomusicology, uh, uh, you know, uh, conference and, and, and researches all the issues around social status of playing music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so without uh, boundaries of uh, historical adherence, for example. So even 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 some phenomena which which phenomena happen uh, uh, today, for example. Uh, but in Hungary, ethnomusicology is uh, focused way more on the folk music itself, the folk music, which is uh, more or less to be defined as as, uh, as something which comes from the lower social classes, lower social classes, or if we would like to be even more accurate, the music of traditional communities, mm-hmm. which traditional communities here in Hungary uh, are called uh, villages. Uh, but, uh, you know, what we do uh, is uh, is uh, an analysis and comparison, musical comparison based, uh, based uh, uh, discipline. Uh, and uh, we use a kind of com- uh, comparative musicology, so it's close to comparative musicology, uh, but uh, sometimes, uh, in the meantime, it's, it's, uh, it's sometimes accused wrongfully 
by Western uh, colleagues uh, as this this uh, Hungarian ethnomusicology uh, uh, doesn't concern uh, the cultural anthropological uh, frame, uh, doesn't co concern the social science frame, the ethnographic frame, which is the most important thing for Western research. Mm -hmm. uh, and the truth uh, here is uh, uh, Hungarian methods, Hungarian ethnomusicology actually uh, uses both uh, narratives to understand uh, phenomena in folk music. So, you know, if when you also need to, uh, as we can see in some movies, we, we, need, we always need uh, we always need uh, two keys to launch a nuke, you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, we always need two keys to launch the nuke. So that's that's a little bit the same situation here. So I think to uh, uh, to understand these uh, phenomena fully, uh, we have to realize that all these coins uh, uh, have all these coins have have two sides. Actually, there is a side of comparative musicology to to understand the place of the tunes, the understand the, the historical, cultural, historical, inter-ethnic connections of, of tunes uh, in, a, in a given ethnicity's music stock. And also we have the, 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 cult, the key of, of, uh, of uh, decoding uh, uh, cultural anthropological phenomena behind certain uh, certain uh, phenomenon of music, uh, the ethnographic uh, background and stuff like that, because because those uh, those effects together uh, generate uh, the character for for uh, for a musical phenomenon. Mm -hmm. So we have to we have to think complex. We have to think complex, and uh, you know, unlike uh, as I said before, unlike unlike certain Western colleagues uh, argue. Uh, Hungarian uh, ethnomusicology uh, used uh, used uh, cultural anthropological ethnographical angle as well as the of course the comparative musicology from the very beginnings from the very beginnings uh, for example in this topic and uh, uh, I have to say that uh, uh, you know from uh, during this session for, uh, during this podcast uh, from time to time I would like to uh, propose uh, some reading material for the for the uh, uh, esteemed uh, uh, listening audience. Uh, I have a wonderful colleague uh, called Daniel Liptak from Institute of Institute of Musicology, and he has a wonderful publication, a wonderful article written in English and and published in the in the Studia Musical uh, uh, yes yeah, the Studia uh, Musicologica, which is a which is a, a Hungarian Journal of uh, Musical Studies, uh, published in English, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, he he wrote a wonderful article, uh, and and he points in that article to to the fact that uh, that uh, you know the anthropological cultural anthropological school in uh, in the United States, uh, so the, the the very foundation, not the foundations, but the, the basic principles were laid down. By an ethnomusicologist called Alan Merriam in the United States in the 60s, and uh, Liptak Doni in in this uh, uh, article of him, he just uh, 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 did a kind of extensive research, and and he just pointed point he he points that uh, 
Hungarian ethnomusicologist Oscar Dincher, for example, uh, for uh, Ran Ariam, uh, Alan Mariam with uh, with uh, with his very fundamental uh, 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 claims of of which uh, which Mariam set out in the 60s. Uh, uh, so Dincher foran him with some 20 years. So in uh, his monograph on instrumental music of of Cheek. Which, which, which was published uh, at the beginning of, of the 1940s, uh, Dean Chair already used that very, uh, or those very uh, uh, anthropological methods uh, Miriam introduced some 20 years later. So anthropological, cultural, anthropological, ethnographical aspect and, uh, and uh, the active, proactive use of, of, of these methods were never uh, alien for, uh, for Hungarian research. Uh, so we use both methods. Of course, uh, the very fundamentals and the very very peculiarity of our, of our system uh, is the comparative uh, musicological background. Not necessarily peculiar for Hungarians because various schools, especially in the first part of the first half of the 20th century, used comparative musicological and musicology all over Europe, and there are also schools and movements to, uh, there were uh, schools and, and movements to to use uh, these methods uh, uh, even in the United States, and there are uh, some scientists, I believe, who do the same or or something which is which is almost same right so uh, uh, so Shoma we are talking just an ex as an example a concrete example so let's say if, if, if you're listening or you're researching uh, let's say you'll hear a, a tune from Boncido let's say okay yeah so it, it, uh, the, okay there's the musical aspect the chords the the way the melody is structured and then and then you can study that and um, and then so that and then you also have to realize and understand well what's going in that going on in that village or, or around that village who inhabits there how does how did this you know how did the kind of the anthropological or social um, mood or atmosphere of the area um, uh, you know cause that melody to to be you know to, to be heard as it is um, or, or you know um, so there's it's there's multiple layers of investigation that needs to be done um, when when people are collecting these 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 songs and and kind of organizing them, right? Is that what we're? That's that, that I, I I'm trying to just translate for the listener as well um, as a concrete example of the many layers yeah. that goes into this. And Hungarians have been doing that from the very beginning, which we're going to go back to. But but the point is, I think there there might be some criticisms of uh, of ethnomusicology as it's conducted or it was conducted in Hungary that it doesn't go deep enough into the anthropological or social aspects but 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 you're saying that's absolutely not true in fact it's a big part of it yeah uh, you picked bones of the tune because you know that my wife's from from there or <laughs> or just randomly uh, that was well that was oh, I, I forgot that the uh, Aggie's <laughs> from there but but uh, but also that's uh, you know it's interesting because it's you know very rich area with multiple yeah, remaining that's, that's, that, yeah. that's yeah. true indeed uh, yeah so uh, if we listen a tune just I, I think we, we should stay focused on one particular yeah. tune uh, no matter what the tune is we have to uh, uh, 
make difference between the tune as a as an abstract phenomenon. I <laughs> I think I will I will use this phenomenon phenomena this this expression quite often mm-hmm. in the in the next uh, ninety minutes. So we have to we have to uh, regard it. Uh, we have to give an abstract regard for the phenomenon as a tune as a, as an abstract thing, and then we can. We can put that very tune under under our our uh, magnifying glass, you know, yeah. to uh, to 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 give a a melodic analysis on the tune. Mm-hmm. So we we just we just we just examine the the movement. We we just examine the, the uh, what we what we what we uh, call dollar form of maybe that's the best best to translate it as melodic contour. The contour. Mm-hmm. Uh, First, we, when we have a, when when we have, for example, a tune which is which is highly ornamented, embroidered with a lot of uh, ornaments and and uh, uh, a lot of ornaments and uh, and uh, how to say yeah ornaments, ornaments by the yeah. ornaments by the performer. If we speak about a, a instrumental tune which is which is performed by a, by a band, you know, where we, you have to you have to yes. take a look on uh, you have to you have to inspect how the primash plays yes. how the Contrast pretty much, you know, uh, just some kind of explanation be- behind the expression. Pretty much is the leading fiddler in the band. Contrast is the the the, the accompaniment uh, member who plays the contra, which is a three-string viola. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to pay attention on the specific parts of the music at first. And and uh, but if you at first, if you if you analyze the very tune, you have to how to say uh, you know. Uh, I, I always use uh, I always use the metaphor for my students like you know the kebab seller just carves down the slices from the from the kebab. But you have to at, at first you have to you have to you have to uh, 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 remove all the ornaments and right. try to focus on the very skeleton, the melodic skeleton, the melodic contour, right. because that's something which is and, and that's that that will be an abstract form. That will be an abstract form, which is not the 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 the, the real phenotype, the real uh, appearance of the tune in the performance. Mm-hmm. But that's the that's something you can uh, uh, you can compare with other variants of this tune. You can uh, and and in order to achieve this, you can put it and you have to put it into a typologic system if you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, uh, if you can do this operation with a lot of tunes to to to, to stay focused only on the contour, on on the movement of the tune, on the, all the inflection points, you know, the, yes. and there are some highlighted regions in the tune, which regions can reveal the most information on the on the contour. For mm-hmm. example. The ends of the lines, when we speak about the strophic song, for example, ends of the melodic lines, and also some certain points when the line turns, and and you know, so after some practice, you will have the skill to to just compare these these melodic contours with each other. So you can do this with the typology, and then uh, also you'll be able to uh, to make historical comparison, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, historical antecedents uh, or or ancestral uh, versions, ancestral archetypic versions of for for dance melodies uh, in Transylvania, for example, were revealed by Zoltan Kodai, uh, Istvan Pavoy, and a lot of ethnomusicologists that 
some uh, Transylvanian tunes, uh, for example, can be traced back uh, to the to the written art music of the Renaissance. Hmm. And I think it, I think that's that's amazing. Yes, that's amazing. And you just uh, if you if you can focus on the melodic contour, you will see a complete network. Right. You, you will see a complete network, and that's that's something which is fabulous, I think. Mm-hmm. But that's that's only the abstract way. And then you have to uh, you have to work with that uh, uh, appearance of the tune, which makes it uh, folk music, which is not uh, uh, which is not else uh, nothing but the local the locality the local right. uh, characteristics local characteristics provided at first by by uh, the specific uh, musical style if. If it exists, a yeah, specific musical style, a peculiar a musicality of the very uh, traditional community, mm-hmm. and also provided by the specific peculiar musicality of its performer, of its performer, because that we we, we can we can uh, we can uh, speak about personal artistic style, we can speak about community artistic style, we can speak about a regional artistic style, so. Uh, that's very very interesting because because the folk music is a, 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 it has uh, it has characteristics on 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 two very very different planes. It has a uh, you know uh, it's a, it's a, it's a it has a dual profile, which uh, in in a, in a first hand in, or in one hand it's uh, it's very general. We have you can you can see the general rules. Uh, you can see the 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 resemblances you can see it as a part of a network but on the other hand it's very very individual mm-hmm. it, it's very very individual and if you can uh, if you can conform these two aspects within your approach then you made a solid step towards uh, uh, towards understanding uh, understanding internal mechanisms of uh, folk music so you have to do this comparison uh, uh, you can you can the comparison with historical sources. If you if we speak about uh, uh, a music, a musical piece, a musical data piece of data which is collected. That's sometimes you know it's it's sometimes it's it's so disembodying to to speak about uh, about uh, a wonderful tune that's musical data. But you know for me it doesn't uh, it doesn't decreases its value if I if I use this terminology. So for example. Once you once you just mentioned this Bonsida, uh, Bonsida is a, that's a village where multiple ethnicities lived together for centuries. Not hung, not only Hungarians but also Romanians and Gypsies living together, uh, Roma yeah. uh, people. And uh, and then when you do this comparison, you also have to do, or you you also may do the comparison with other ethnicities of of that very region. So then you have uh, your uh, you have your your uh, uh, interethnic uh, comparison you can do that interethnic uh, comparison and you can reveal you can discover some interethnic bonds between between ethnicities living together and it's uh, uh, the pattern of of interethnic connections are, are also very very complex and very very uh, 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 very, uh, it, 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 uh, this pattern has also a lot, a lot, uh, uh, great variability. Yeah, very uh, yeah. Because, because, uh, because you know there are regions 
where uh, where ethnicities are not mingling together and and they live as separate ethnic groups but there are other regions where they do and and they have common tunes in their dance cycle they have common dances in their dance cycle they participate in each other's dance events and so there are a lot of lot of uh, examples and and all those examples of coexisting mm-hmm. and living together for centuries has their uh, their peculiar pattern within the interethnic image of uh, of their repertoire their tune stock it's 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 a very complex it's, it's a little bit like network network, uh, network come on it's a little bit like network research it's a little bit like well, network yeah. research but also it's it's about it, it has it has the artistic side so i think it's it's a beautiful thing to do it's like very it. it's very multidisciplinary i mean i just wrote down a few things it's not enough just to talk about the music you know uh music theory and 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 all that the social science. Yeah, because you yeah. you won't you won't understand you you won't understand phenomena if you talk only about the music. Yes, absolutely. I mean, here your your social science, anthropology, geography, history. I mean, there, there there's so much going on here, um, and, and and we're lucky. Hungarians are lucky, and this is where I want to kind of guide guide the discussion next, Shoma, is to let's start talking about some concrete. Uh, first steps. I mean, these uh, in terms of the collection and, and field research and how it all started, because you know, these centuries, these songs have been around for for centuries. Um, but it's really, uh, let's talk about phenomena. It's a more recent phenomena where we started. Um, uh, we well, I'll say you know, people with uh, from the city, you know, people researchers to, to, that started uh, being able to. Uh, go collect and then uh, categorize and then you know continue inf- into the future. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I want to kind of talk to next about where where, where the, the the beginnings of Hungarian folk uh, uh, music field research uh, began. Yeah, yeah. For now, it was only you know just a little mumbo jumbo to get, to get everyone in the mood. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's important to know that ethnomusicology. Or, or, or as you say, folk music research is not just about the music. It's about everything going around on on it. If there's a lot of layers to the onions that need to be peeled, it's com- yes. it's complicated as 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 heck. So if you're sitting at home listening to this or yeah. driving and, your car, and, and, you know, yes, yeah. and, and you know, I think it's it's topic of endless arguments uh, with yeah. colleagues, and I think that's something which 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 uh, uh, which makes makes. Uh, Makes the process so so we yeah. need to do these arguments. We, we need to contemplate uh, about ethnomusicology together with the Western colleagues. But yeah. no, yes, we, yeah. we should move on to the well, history lesson. If, <laughs> if you're like if you're thinking if you're sitting at home driving or driving your car and thinking I could be in a, you know a folk music researcher, be careful what you wish for because there's a lot of interdisciplinary stuff going on here, and it's not as easy as just going to a tantsas and having a palinka and doing the legenesh. So you know there's a lot more. <laughs> A lot more to it. So, but let's let's yeah, go back to the beginning. That's beginnings. also unavoidable. So, I think, that, I think well, you know, yes. to, to have a palinka and to dance a legenesh that 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 gives uh, a certain credibility to to your verse. That's true. That's true. All right. So, let's go back to the beginning of 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 yeah. Hungarian folk music research. Yes, I just I just made a kind of draft for for this session, and I just named it as the founding fathers of Hungarian ethnomusicology. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, or founding founding people for Hungarian ethnomusicology, yeah, yeah. to be more precise. But uh, at first, for example, uh, I would like to 
uh, recommend just to just to uh, a little bit just to set uh, ourselves up drift from founding fathers i'd like to uh, I'd, uh, I'd like to uh, recommend a wonderful book written by uh, an ethnomusicologist called Kotalin Paksha. She uh, unfortunately uh, passed away some three weeks ago, I believe. Oh boy! Uh, she was a wonderful, wonderful uh, senior ethnomusicologist of our uh, folk music research society in Hungary. She was a pupil of Vardyas Lajos, Lajos Vardyas, uh, who was, by the way, pupil of Kodai himself. So, uh, and she wrote a wonderful summarizing uh, works on uh, tune typology. She uh, she contributed to the to the creation of uh, Magyar Nibzene Tara, which is, uh, uh, you know, a catalog for uh, uh, Hungarian songs. Uh, and also uh, she wrote a wonderful book, which was also published in English. And I'd like to recommend uh, uh, to all the uh, esteemed listeners, mm -hmm. listening audience, this book, which is uh, called uh, History of Hungarian Folk Music. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's it's called uh, History of Hungarian Folk Music, Magyar Nibzene Történet. And uh, it's available, by the way, in English, and it, it can be purchased. And it's it's Great. it's a wonderful must read. I'm going to uh, be putting I'm going to be putting yeah. uh, all the books you recommend in the in the show notes in the uh, so people were were are able to access them through you, the YouTube or the podcast. Uh, yeah. Okay. So thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you for that. So. Uh, you know that's that's kind of supporting read uh, mm -hmm. uh, for everyone who was interested in what I'm speaking here. So the early attempts to collect Hungarian folk music in the 19th century started at the first part of uh, 19th century uh, by some songbooks uh, and song collections. Uh, these early song, uh, song collections in Hung Hungary, of course, uh, it was way before the phonograph and sound recording was invented by Thomas Edison. And uh, therefore, uh, these songbooks contain uh, at first lyrics and also they contain some score. Uh, I'd like to uh, uh, emphasize and I'd like to highlight four authors uh, from this period, the first part of the 19th century, uh, from the so-called Reform Age in Hungary, Reform Corps, uh, with a start, by the way, of the Hungarian Academy of Sciences, this uh, 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 certain certain call for, for, uh, for, for collecting uh, uh, songs, uh, and uh, not not to say folk songs, because as uh, as as I will as I will point out later, uh, the content of these books uh, uh, was primarily not about uh, real, we can call real uh, peasant music, but uh, but some popular music. So uh, it was an attempt to collect, uh, you know, music from ver vernacular music or something like that. Maybe that's a, that's a good expression for okay. it. So I'd like to highlight four authors, uh, Shabu El Almashi, Istvan Tóth, uh, Almashi, they were, they were uh, uh, clergy uh, people, so Shabu El Almashi was a reformed uh, vicar uh, from Transylvania, uh, Istvan Tóth, uh, he was, uh, uh, he was a, was a ch church chanter, that's... Cantor, yeah. 
cancer, cancer, that's the cantor, yes? Yeah. Church cancer and and also uh, Daniel Mincenti, he was a com- kind of song composer, uh, songwriter, songwriter, musician, and also Janos Udvori, who was actually a geodete. Uh, he, was a, he was a what? Uh, Sorry, say it again. He was a what? Geodete, you know, you know who's, who's, who's measure, measuring geographic stuff. Okay. Earlier, I don't know. I don't know the... Uh, a, a kind of engineer of 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 okay. geodata, geodata. Yeah, yeah, a geologist. Uh, yeah, geodata. Not, not not geologist, but okay, mm. something like okay. that. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, and uh, and Danish Kish also. Uh, he he was a he was a law student from Papa. Now he's and, a, he uh, sounds like a genius if he's a law student. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My favorite guy. And and by the way, uh, in terms of by the way, in terms of of, uh, of value of uh, folk music uh, source, that in in terms of the percentage of, of uh, folklore in these textbooks, the most important is the low students one, low students uh, <laughs> book, and also the book of uh, of the cantor Tot uh, Istvan. Tot Istvan. Okay. But but. Uh, in the books of uh, in the uh, the song books of uh, or collections of Udvardi and Minsanti, there were some uh, early attempts to raise some theoretical questions on. Uh, uh, so, for example, in Udvardi's book, that was that was a, a kind of idea, uh, an early uh, an early idea to to uh, to initiate uh, uh, to initiate. Uh, Something to ca- something to, to some some kind of typology, you know, some kind of categorization. Mm-hmm. Uh, Udvardi planned to do the do do to categorize the songs uh, based on uh, their length, so the number of syllables per uh, per line mm. uh, in the strophic songs. Uh, though in these uh, books uh, there was uh, a kind of definition problem with the folk songs in these early collections. Because here all the the songs uh, came and collected from uh, vernacular source uh, or or God knows where, uh, they were all called folk songs because you know they lived in the in the in the in the as as the active active repertoire of of the folk itself. No matter it's town's folk or village folk or something like that, but but. Uh, Generally, the 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 content uh, uh, in these books uh, uh, is is predominantly uh, this uh, urban popular music, which is called in Nepiesh Muzene in Hungarian or Nepiesh Mudal. Okay. So they are prevalent in this uh, in these in these uh, in these collections, and the percentage of uh, peasant music, so real folk music. Uh, which has no known composer, no no known author, and and in the organic tradition for you know centuries that these these definitions were were laid down later, by the way. But but uh, if we examine these these song books, the the percentage of original folk songs are uh, really really low. Uh, so Shomal, can I can I um ask uh, two questions the first one is what yeah. what what basic year or decades are we talking about 18 what mid 1800s this kind of thing uh, uh, yeah we, we talk about 80s 30s 40s okay so around the revolution yes yeah, so it, it may be a little bit before right. the revolution just okay. a few decades so, so that's 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 
that's truly the first part of the 18th century. Uh, and uh, okay, okay, ba ba back back for the back to the back to the the urban uh, urban popular music. Sometimes, by the way, this music is uh, most commonly that's kind of meme regarding to Hungarian culture in in terms of Hungarian culture culture. It's named as 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 gypsy music mm. or gypsy style uh, or Barosi Cigaizene. But uh, that's uh, a pretty inaccurate label since, uh, in terms of repertoire, uh, these songs are composed and actually related to the, the mid-class urban dwellers. So the Paul Garshag, uh, which is, you know, in the French is bourgeois, bourgeois yeah. or bourgeois, bourgeoisie. Right. Uh, so the Paul Garshag, the, the mid-class city, uh, citizen, urban dwellers, uh, and... Uh, among them, by the way, uh, the so-called gentry class, which is uh, the declass aristocrats, mm -hmm. uh, straight on. For example, in the, at the at the midpoint of the 19th century and and, and the and the subsequent decades, a lot of declass aristocrats, gentries, had a very very distinct, uh, very peculiar gentry lifestyle. It's lifestyle, which means you know nothing matters. I always like to. Uh, uh, to, to live a merrymaking life, always I, 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 like, I love to drink, I love to uh, sing songs in the pubs, and I, li I love to uh, spend all my remaining money uh, on uh, on uh, leisure mm -hmm. and entertainment, and and a lot of, by the way, a lot of novels, you know, in Hungary, a lot of movies depicting this gentry lifestyle. A lot of gentries actually wrote uh, songs, which songs are considered as nepiesh musene. Uh, but these are not the original folk uh, uh, pieces, and not that's not the original folk culture of the of the of the of the Roma people in Hungary. Hungary, sure. the Roma people in Hungary, uh, by, uh, and and they, the Roma people in Hungary, they have their own folklore, which is different from this uh, urban uh, popular music. Uh, but, however. Uh, these musicians, these Roma musicians, uh, urban Roma musicians, were the usual accompanying performers for mm -hmm. for uh, for these uh, these uh, urban popular songs, these, uh, this urban popular music. So therefore, uh, uh, they were the social class later related with these songs, correct? Or, which they were related with these, with these songs later, and uh, and and you know they added. Uh, their uh, their witborn or innate performing skills mm -hmm. because you know gypsy musicians are wonderful and even even uh, even know there are uh, there are brilliant brilliant uh, bands uh, Roma music uh, musician bands in, in in Budapest and in major cities uh, and they're added their innate performing skills to to this uh, musical style to mm -hmm. this musical style and. You know they improved those skills and mastered those skills through through the generations of their musician dynasties. So so it's uh, uh, right. And this is the this is the for, gypsy for, music you know, for for a certain extent. It's it's yeah. completely legitimate to to to, uh, to 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 link them with with this music, but it's mm -hmm. not not uh, not gypsy music in right. terms of it's not gypsy folklore. Okay, right. and it's not folklore at all. Yeah. But and and these songbooks contain more. Uh, uh, Predominantly, this uh, this stuff. Yeah. This was a great yeah. time, the mid 1800s, and we're talking about the 1848 revolution, of course. But this was um, this the, the impetus for these songbooks was a national awareness, right? Hungarians, be, be, be you know, um, being very uh, wanted to yes. really engage in their culture, 
and and um, yes, yeah. especially especially yeah. to create something against the Germanization. Yes, yes, exactly. you know because uh, Germanization. So there was there, uh, uh, you know, a Hungarian is a kind of uh, language and culture which is uh, which is like an island in Central Europe because it's it's uh, it's uh, mostly surrounded with Slavic speaking. Yeah, ethnicities yeah. with a Slavic-speaking word, mm -hmm. uh, and with uh, with one uh, also an, uh, uh, one nation of of uh, of, uh, uh, of Latin language, which is uh, which is uh, the Romanian, yep. and also with with the German word, and, and in in the uh, under the Habsburg rule, the Hungarian culture was affected, especially the written culture. So not the folk culture in in the villages, but the written culture and. Uh, and the urban culture was affected greatly mm -hmm. by the German culture, the German culture, yeah. and uh, and to to seek the 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 Hungarianness, the Hungarian sound, the Hungarian uh, uh, character in the music was a was a was a very important uh, notion against this uh, uh, assimilative Germanization uh, of that time. Where did these researchers go? So from Tote and Kish and 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 Mincenti and these uh, folks you mentioned, they were were they were they going to villages for this or uh, to to collect uh, this? Was it was it actual field research? Did they get out to Gimesh, for instance, or or you know that kind of thing? Did they go remote or they just kind of stayed in the in the cities? I don't think so. Uh, to be honest, uh, very little is known about their uh, collecting methods. Okay. But, but for sure, there were no such organized field trips and stuff like that, like uh, like uh, like later. Okay. So it's 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 a completely different. Uh, it was a completely different process for 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 collection. Mm -hmm. And 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 the, uh, sometimes yeah. you know sometimes some sometimes they they collected uh, from other compilations. Mm -hmm. So 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 sometimes these these uh, how to say so these collections sometimes were not collections but selections <laughs> from 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 various other other volumes uh, other songbooks. Okay, and 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 when we say Nepiesh Mudal, of course that's I would you know that's the category of the Azasep. Uh, you know, uh, so I, you know, that that kind of yes, yes, yeah. so that's a category of something which is which is still now it's 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 a, it's primarily associated with Hungarianness in music, uh, although uh, although it's not it's uh, and, and of course you know even with the folklore especially at the beginning of the 19th century and the end of the end of the uh, sorry at the beginning of the 20th century and the end of the 19th century uh, folk music and this urban popular music. Uh, had a lot of mutual impacts on each other. That's 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 very important, and and uh, and and uh, urban popular music uh, shaped the, the the actual profile of of uh, of the you know the the folk music which was collected in the 20th century. Okay, it, it, it shaped right. greatly uh, uh, even in the second half of the of the of the 20th century. It's very important. So their yeah. mutual impact on each other. Uh, it's 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 very important and. And it's also a very fertile, a fertile ground for further research, actually. 
I did an instrumental music. I did an episode uh, uh, asking that question: What is gypsy music? And ex- kind of explored this, and and of course, you know, I and I, I quoted from uh, a book. I forget which one that talked about Liszt. And Liszt here, I think, is a um, uh, uh, Liszt Ferenc, Hungarian uh, composer, from uh, one of the greatest pianists to ever live. He's the one who. Um, who kind of said, "Well, this is this is the Hungarian music, or and also folk music, or even said this is this Nepiesh Mudal, this you know this vernacular songs as you saw it, the, the urban popular music." He said, "Ah, that's that's uh, gypsy music, you know." So he, um, you know, but we we need to talk about Liszt, not just because the Academy of Music where you work is named after him, but he is the probably the key uh, figure here uh, to to to. You know, use this this music as an impetus for his own compositions, but also he delivered a bit of fake news on this topic, unfortunately, and it, and it's it's taken till today uh, that that news uh, in terms of what is Hungarian uh, folk music or what is Hungarian gypsy music, so to speak. So why don't you talk a bit about Liszt and and how he's he, he fits into this whole picture here? Yeah, but I, I don't think it's fake news. I think it's a completely different interpretation. You know, another another dimension. Mm-hmm. I, I I should call it that other dimension. So I I, I don't consider his music fake. Just uh, you know, the original uh, it was different. Uh, it, it differed differed greatly from the original uh, peasant music. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, uh, least uh, he had he had a very very peculiar uh, biography like life work and very peculiar life as well because he he considered himself uh, a hungarian fully hungarian although he 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 spent his entire life speaking german so he 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 did not learn hungarian uh, quite well never huh. by the way if if you'd like if if anyone from the audience another uh, book recommendation uh, we have a mutual uh, mutual uh, friend who's a American ethnomusicologist called Lynn Hooker. Uh, she wrote a wonderful uh, volume on the links between uh, urban popular music and folk music and this and Bartok and stuff like that. That uh, he uh, her her book uh, her book which she wrote uh, I don't know when some ten years ago perhaps or something like that. Uh, her book I think is for all the anglophone. Uh, nice. Uh, I just have to Google on that because I'm, I'm very interested. That yeah, will will uh, and I I need to have Lynn on the show uh, as well. Yeah, uh, hopefully soon. Yeah, she brought it in. in I think in, in, yeah, in 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 2013, uh-huh. I think. Great. So uh, it's a must read. It's a must read. It's mm-hmm. a must read. And 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 uh, uh, I think she Lynn can be considered as, uh, as a as a very uh, thorough uh, examiner of Hungarian folk uh, folk music and Hungarian uh, Hungarian related Hungarian uh, literature, for example, because she she speaks Hungarian, she can read Hungarian. That's, mm-hmm. And and you know uh, that's a, that's a pity that that uh, sometimes all uh, all the, all the things uh, happening here in Hungary are uh, not uh, communicated properly towards the Western world because. Because we have a lot of very important uh, uh, source uh, source uh, uh, material materials which are not uh, translated yet to English. Right. So we have a lot of untranslated source material. And if you'd like to uh, master yourself in Hungarian ethnomusicology, and if you'd like to uh, uh, if you'd like to uh, educate yourself thoroughly, if you'd like to learn 
uh, and everything. And if you'd like to uh, dive deep and and know this uh, this uh, uh, this thing, you have to you have to uh, read yeah. and you have to understand. You have to read in Hungary. Yeah, you have Hungarian. to understand Hungarian. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it's it's a. Uh, uh, for now, it's a little bit unsolved problem, I think, and, and I hope in the next uh, in the next few decades we will be able to translate as many uh, uh, as many important Hungarian uh, sources on uh, ethnomusicology and folk music history and folk music research as we can. Okay, yeah. uh, what least. did we talk about least. last time? Yeah, oh, but least, yeah, yeah, so least, least, yeah, uh, least. Uh, also, in this uh, at least, you know, one of one of the greatest romantic composers in this, uh, because you know, romanticism also had a certain uh, nexus uh, for national sound. So there was there was the, the romantic uh, uh, image of uh, of uh, of the national character, and least seeked this national character. Uh, and this kind of uh, national character is represents us in 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 his compositions, in his pieces. It's a uh, it's still regarded as one of the national styles, and 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 the, the music of Liszt also had a lot of mutual impacts with the urban popular music. So and and I I, I need to emphasize that this is mutual because because certain certain fragments of Liszt species. Then and enter to to the urban popular music and and urban popular music of course uh, uh, had a, a great great impact on Liszt's uh, musical style. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the 19th century, in the you know the the, the, the common public thinking in Hungary, Hungarianness was uh, mainly uh, defined by these musical memes because we can call them memes created by uh, by urban popular music and also popularized by by list so that was a kind of hungarianness uh, a kind of uh, kind of national music still it is national music uh, and that's why by the way for uh, for the for the urban roma musicians list is the main idol and not bartok i think that's also so i i i never i never uh, Disputed the leg legitimacy of this kind of cu culture because I think the urban Roma music it's a it's a wonderful thing and it's also part of the tradition of Hungarian culture. So that's also uh, also a very important part of our tradition. But it's not the rural one. It's an, it's the urban music of Hungary. Uh, this uh, this phenomenon, by the way, exists uh, in in uh, in, uh, in other uh, countries. In other nations of uh, of uh, Central Europe and uh, and Eastern Europe and also uh, in the Balkans, that there is uh, a rural uh, popular music, which is or rural traditional music, which is can which, which 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 can be considered as folk music, and there is an urban stuff. For example, if you speak about Serbia, for example, uh, it, you you know they have the folk music and they have the Starogradska music, which is which is actually from that, that's 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 a it's a little bit similar to our urban popular music. Uh, so, uh, but it was the narrative of nationality. It was a narrative of national music, uh, a narrative of Hungarianness in the music of Lisa. That's what that was extremely important in that that uh, that age, that century, because that was you know the 
especially in our vicinity, in our region, that was a that was a uh, this was a at the time of awakening for the nations, the awakening of the nations. But they just started to discover uh, their uh, their consciousness as a nation, and and uh, the ideas for for forming nation states, nation states to 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 create uh, nation states uh, was was started to to uh, to be a popular movement in the 19th century, and all these cultural attempts to create and compose national music or uh, uh, national character is strongly related to these political. Uh, uh, ideas and and then these these ideas were were manifested uh, after the after the first world war. But you know, in this war, uh, unfortunately, Hungary, by the way, who who Hungary, which also wanted to be a nation state uh, in the in the revolution of '48, then Hungary uh, ended up in the wrong side, and 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 uh, while. In our neighbors, a lot of nation states were formed. These nation states uh, took some parts from Hungary, which is a which is a, a very very important uh, uh, trauma and uh, and a tragedy for all Hungarians and today, especially since in these uh, ceded regions there were a lot of Hungarians and also there were a lot of Hungarian culture, a lot of Hungarian folk music. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you know, when uh, that's also a very important thing and very weird thing. I always have to explain for my foreign students when. We would like to uh, speak about uh, dialect, dialect, the so dialectology of Hungarian folk music. I always uh, start all the all the explanation in Transylvania, and they, they, they ask, why, why, why do you do that? That's that's not in Hungary anymore. That's in Romania. <laughs> I know, but in Transylvania there are a lot of Hungarian living, uh, still living, and and it's it's a historical province of Hungary, uh, kind of can sometimes can be considered a spiritual spiritual heartland for Hungarians. And and uh, the the musical culture of Transylvania uh, is a uh, is is perhaps the most diverse uh, in in the entire Carpathian Basin. By the way, partially thanks to the multi-ethnic society uh, uh, existing there, you know, for for I don't know uh, almost a millennium, you know, where uh, Hungarians and uh, Romanians and Germans live together, and sometimes sometimes. The German ethnicity, for example, in Transylvania is, is always put in, in brackets because there are no more Germans, no more Saxons living in Transylvania, but because they were they were uh, they were uh, moved out, uh, they moved out from Transylvania. They were uh, how to say not deported, but but just uh, replaced <laughs> to yeah. the to 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 the western uh, to west germany in the mm-hmm. in the 70s but the the german saxons inhabitants of transylvania shaped the the cultural profile for for transylvania for for centuries and also we mutually we we all for example we have a we have a common friend who's uh, who's got transylvanian saxon ancestors uh, uh jessica for example from uh, montreal you know mm-hmm. so uh anyway uh, i think i a little bit uh uh, spoke too much on this topic. No, uh, it's okay. I, I just want to tell you that your microphone uh, is fine. It's just that there's like a, for a while, you, it sounds like you're sitting on it or holding it or something. So, yeah, sometimes perhaps I covered it with my little finger. I, yeah. I won't do that anymore. Yeah. Okay. So, so, um, so, so, you know, I had, I yeah. had this wonderful monologue and the audience will hear nothing uh, from it. No, 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 no. I heard it fine. It just, it sounded muffled sometimes. It's, it's great. It's oh, yeah. Done. Okay. Yeah. I heard everything. I'm going to try to avoid muffler. Yes. 
good. So, so we have in in the late nineteenth um, century. So I, I'm reading here, 1870, 1880. Uh, you know, Thomas Edison did invent the phonograph, which was the the ability to, which you know, brought with it the ability to record music. And and um, uh, around this time, um, uh, I know more field collections. Uh, started to happen. Let let and, and of course this is the time of least as well, right? So so um, um, you know uh, not 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 really because because least least is uh, that's that, that were the those were the very 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 last years of uh, of least because right. because least died in eighty six. You know, so yeah, 1886. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, and so, but basically, I'm I'm bringing us to the end of the 19th, but, beginning of yeah. the 20th century. By the way, by, 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 if if you are saying at least died in 80, uh, 1886, exactly 10 years uh, before the first very first sound recording of Hungary of Ah, well, let's let's talk about that first field recording. How how did we how do we get how did we get there? Um, uh, you know, what was the the impetus for for the work that started at the beginning, uh, you know, the, the late uh, 1890s, beginning of the 19, uh, 1900s. Yes. Uh, so, uh, from the second uh, half of the 19th century, especially the 60s, 70s, 80s onward, a uh, massive uh, spree of uh, <laughs> Uh, a massive uh, spree of co collecting spree started. That, that was the, the the starting point of it. By the way, was uh, the hung, uh, the founding of the Hungarian Ethnographic Society. Hmm. Okay. Magyar Néprajzi Társaság, and uh, it was founded uh, in 1878. Uh, Come on, 1878. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, ethnographers started to 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 this to, to initiate this uh, this uh, uh, collecting spree. First, they they uh, they they collected uh, examples of uh, you know objective folklore, so uh, folk crafts, for example, I don't know furniture stuff like that, pottery, uh, so. Uh, uh, folklore objects, yeah. but then when when uh, uh, when the when the uh, the phonograph uh, was invented, mm -hmm. there was an individual called uh, Bela Vikar. Is is maybe the first important uh, name as ethnomusicologist, but maybe he is the first. So is so uh, V I K A R V uh, Bela Vikar V I K A R like the like like, yeah. like the like the vicar like yeah. the you know yes, like but, the right. church person yeah uh, yeah uh, and 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 that's very important to speak about him because because uh oh now I lost you for a second use uh, hold on let's uh sorry the internet's you? acting up so uh, you you're no talking you about I can hear you now talk about Bela Vikar again. Oh yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Bela Vikar uh, was uh, an individual we, we, we must uh, mention, and we we must uh, we must uh, 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 speak about him a lot because uh, uh, because you know internationally internationally uh, Bartok and Kodai is considered as the, the as the as the two forefathers and the two the first the first first ones the pioneers and the founding ones. Actually. Before them, there was Vicar, mm -hmm. and uh, Joe Vicar was not a trained musician. 
Mm-hmm. And like Bartok and Kodai, <laughs> they were brilliant composers, brilliant pianists, brilliant musicians. Yeah. Uh, really true genius, true, true genius. But back to Bikar, he was not a trained musician. Is, uh, uh, but he had an original profession, which is, by the way, uh, pretty useful for uh, for for field documentation. He was a stenographer for the parliament. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's a law student. No, that's not. Oh, come, come on. That's, 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 All that's, right, that's, okay. That's, yeah. that's the other guy. That's the other genius. That's Kish. So stenographer uh, for the parliament. That's uh, very he was, cool. He was a stenographer, yeah. and he knew the stenographic system, yeah. and this stenographer, you know, he could transcribe live speech. Mm-hmm. He could transcribe storytelling and singing the, the, the text yeah. easily in uh, at its live speed because that was his job. In, in the parliament. Uh, by the way, he has he's got another accomplishment, very important uh, uh, accomplishment in literature, that he uh, was the first translator in Hungary uh, of the of the Kalevala. You know the the uh, how to say the 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 Finnish uh, epic uh, uh, work uh, uh, Kalevala, epic okay. poetry. Uh, th- by the way, it's 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 a, it's a Finnish literature. Yeah. Um, it's a compilation of epic. Poetry, uh, it's compiled by a Finnish uh, ethnographer uh, called Elias Leroth, and, uh, and uh, uh, so it's a, it's a kind of compilation of, of uh, Finnish folk stories of the creation of the word and, and a lot of epic, epic okay. uh, mythical history uh, uh, stories. And Vikar was the very first who translated this Kalevala, uh, but back on his uh, work as folk music researcher or mm-hmm. folk music collector, so uh, he, uh, you know, he was uh, he was the first who in the, who who started the idea who, who, uh, to to use the, the Edison's uh, uh, phonograph uh, in order to uh, record uh, folk song, record folk music, uh, and record the how to say the the, uh, the not the products but the but the. Uh, Pieces of uh, oral tradition. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's, that's maybe the, right. b- the best expression. Uh, and so he had some kind of lore of uh, of, of ethnography, not too much. So the, the most important thing that is this stenography. And by the way, a lot of Ricard's Rick Vicar's manuscripts uh, are still in this stenographic uh, 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 system. So we need a stenographer, and a stenographer is needed to, to decode them, hmm. because because uh, apart from the the uh, the lot of wax cylinders he just recorded. By the way, he was a very prolific. Uh, he was a very 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 prolific uh, collector. Uh, he created a lot of manuscripts using this stenography system, which which uh, which manuscripts. Uh, 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 depicted a lot of folk tales, and uh, so not only not only uh, music, but right. but uh, 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 other types of oral folklore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, then he uh, he created he recorded his very first folk song in eighteen ninety six. So that's the date uh, in, in in December eighteen ninety six. That's the date for. For the first recorded Hungarian folk song ever, by the way, and he, by the way, Vikar was the second after Edison who used um, phonograph for that purpose, and the first one in uh, the European continent, actually. Uh, and now I would like to ask you to to show 
the the photo photo number one. I just sent you the photo number one, yeah. which uh, which is the which is the so-called archival sheet, uh, okay. which we call uh, Tamlop. Yeah, that's the archival transcri- transcribed version of 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 uh, okay. uh, of uh, of a recorded uh, piece, a so- recorded item. Yeah. And uh, the, uh, these archival sheets uh, are used uh, f- uh, for catalogization in the Hungarian Institute of Musicology. So they are very important items in order to 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 create the the uh, the catalog for for the for the folk uh, okay. f- uh, folklore items, the songs and instrumental music. Uh, so if you're watching so on we, if you're watching on YouTube, then. Um, then I am showing the the, the page here, uh, and uh, you can see handwriting. Uh, you can see the notations um, and uh, and and lyrics as well. Um, yes. And and th- this is not is this Vikar's actual writing? No, right. This is someone else. I think it was not transcribed by Vikar. A lot of Vikar's uh, recordings uh, uh, were transcribed by Bartok and Kodai, for example. So, so uh, beside their, their uh, beside beside of processing their own collections, Bartok and Kodai spent a lot of time with uh, with, uh, with, uh, with with transcribing the the, the, the cylinders uh, of of Vikar and also to to to, catch, uh, to to put them into the typology so i think i you know to I, I don't know how how much time bartok had but but in in his uh, in his life he just he just uh, he just worked i don't know four for four to four to six life works yeah. four to six parallel life works so can we do you, okay. can, we uh, anyway, to, can we listen can we have yeah we have yeah. the we have the recording okay. right yeah we have the recording that's what i, what I want yeah, to say amazing. we okay. have a recording uh the, the song itself is the ballad of fahir laszlo that's a very very important you know uh, in terms of uh uh in terms of uh, in terms of uh, you know the text folklore it's a ballad mm-hmm. uh, of fahir laszlo uh and uh, uh it was recorded in in Cincetania, which is in borshod uh, county mm-hmm. uh so i think uh, Without any further explanation, we may just yeah. So let's uh, listen. listen. It. Uh, it's a tough I would recording. Like to, uh, yeah, I'd, yeah. Li- I, I'd <laughs> like. I'd like to. I'd like to uh, also warn the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the same listeners that the these uh, these songs were uh, uh, already filtered. Already, so the, so the sound is already filtered by the by the experts of the Institute of Musicology. These songs were uh, recorded uh, and and copied from the original Edison wax cylinders. The quality of uh, you know the quality of these uh, these these recordings are not the the usual yeah. standard we 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 usually listen. They mm-hmm. are very very creaky and and you have to pay attention to to uh, to understand the melodic contour there because because these are uh, technically. Uh, Almost 130 years old. That's uh, right. Uh, songs. Okay. So okay. So this go. is the just again. This is uh, the first uh, folk music field recording we have um, from 1896 and uh, recorded by Belo Vikar. All right. Let's. This is amazing history being made here on Tansas Talk. All right. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
you have it. I well, hope. Yeah, it's a rough recording, but uh, but I, I, if you're right, if you really pay attention, you could hear the melody that's uh, that, that's being played. Yeah, or song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and believe me, by the way, after you listen a ton of these recordings, uh, after after some point, you start to enjoy it because you know if you can if if if, if you can ignore the bad quality. You will just find beautiful music yeah. behind those creeks, behind those creeks. So I, I, I think really good music can be found in on those cylinders. But you know, I, I, I agree that sometimes it's, it's, uh, it's on the edge of of of, uh, of the pleasant and mm-hmm. uh, and the horrible. Yes, <laughs> the, the quality actually. Yeah. So uh, um, yeah. Uh, Vicar, uh, Vicar, on. Uh, um, um, uh, so from from 1986, uh, uh, sorry, come on, 1896 uh, onward, yeah. uh, Vicar uh, started to to record uh, these uh, uh, record folk music, and he recorded actually a lot of folk music. So that's what what I mentioned before. He was a very prolific uh, uh, ethnomusicologist, a prolific uh, uh, collector, re- researcher. researcher. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, collector or researcher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably collector. Yeah, and and he uh, started to travel all around uh, uh, the Hungarian kingdom mm-hmm. to to collect folk music. So, for example, he uh, collected wonderful pieces in uh, Transylvania as well. And and there's a there's a remarkable and very 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 famous photo showing Vikar and fellow uh, music uh, musicologist musician uh, Antal Hermann in the uh, in a in a in a uh, village of uh, Sekeföl, Sekeland, called Medesir. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have this photo number two. I do. You know, that's a very is, yeah. yeah. Here we go. That's a very very yeah. very uh, famous photo where Vikar and uh, uh, Vikar and his colleague they just uh, inspiring, uh, inspecting. Sorry, inspecting and. Uh, Inspecting and recording uh, the primash, the fiddler there called Balog Janos. Janos mm-hmm. Balog uh, is the uh, fiddler, and we can see uh, also uh, small bass there and cymbalom, and they are just all gathering around the phonograph, uh, uh, the cornet of the phonograph that is also phonograph. And actually, we also have recordings of that. Uh, that very situation, the, the photo depicts. So yeah. the performance by Janos Balog. That's cool. also, I think, that's also also mesmerizing to to have have uh, have uh, have the have the recordings from the very very same situation we have the photo from. Uh, I don't know. That's very uh, unique. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you and know, I've, it's 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 a kind of astonishing or how to say. So after after so many years. Yeah. And and. Uh, we uh, we will listen the so-called Arvat Favi Keshergo. It's a little bit tricky label for that. In, in Sekai world, sometimes you know the slowest dance called the Yartatosh, or uh, it was it was uh, in so, some place, uh, certain places uh, it, it was re- replaced by by a, a more modern version of of the dance cycle beginning slow couple dance called you know Chardash, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, these uh, dances, especially the Artur, so the, the the begin beginning dance of the dance cycle, uh, 
can be called, uh, can be labeled by a lot of names. So that, but these are uh, these are more or less synonyms to each other. But but uh, these are all vernacular names, and sometimes these slow dances are called uh, keshergu, for example, which is actually uh, which is actually or keshervesh and keshergu is is used in in, in other regions for uh, for the so-called the plaintive song. So plaintive song, which is not a dance tune, but a kind of Parlan de Rubato song. And and even in the same village, in the same region, Keservesh, so for example in Kibéd, which is also in Udvarhelyszeg, not far from Medesher, Keservesh, a plaintive song, it's used for uh, for this uh, 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 Parlan de Rubato uh, song without the, without the strict juice or rhythm and all used uh, used only uh, for for singing and not for dance accompaniment but the zöld keservesh so the green keservesh is used to label the yartatos okay. or chardash cool. uh, now you sent this to me um this is so uh we'll play this right so this is around yes the beginning of the 1900s maybe or end of the uh, 1890s um, and recording by Vikar in Medeshir, which is in uh, Transylvania and CK. By the way, by the way, by the way, uh, the piece itself is called uh, Arvat Falvi Keshergu. Okay. Arvat, Arvat Falvi Keshergu, and it's very, uh, uh, it's very, very, very important uh, because the form of the of the of the song uh, is this, uh, it belong based on the form. Uh, it belongs to the so-called uh, 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 so-called yoy nota. Yoy nota. It's a it's a very very peculiar uh, 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 structure, a strophic structure, uh, which can be found uh, prevalently uh, in uh, in field in Sekaifold, and it's it's characterized by the the uh, certain line extensions length in in the uh, uh, so the uh, the second and the fourth lines are are longer than the first and the third, mm-hmm. and the the extended syllables are uh, usually uh, sung with uh, with syllables like yo 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 or something like gotcha. that. Gotcha. Okay. okay, that's why it's called yo yo nota. Okay. That's the yo nota. Yes, the yo nota. Right. And uh, by the way, this recording was made in actually in nine uh, in uh, in 1900. 1900. Great. Okay, let's that's listen to exactly. this. So the turning right. turning point of the two centuries. Okay, here we go. <laughs>
1900 recording there, Vicar Belo. Yeah. Uh, so as we as we heard there, perhaps we have a, we have a structure which which uh, which uh, 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 a strophic structure with four lines, and actually the original length of the not original length, but the the, the base length of the lines are made of uh, made of eight syllables. That's eight. And that's until the eighth last. And we have an extension in the second. Another eight and in the third, another eight, and and also this tail. And that's why it's called the Oinota. This structure, by the way, is 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 known in in a lot of maybe in the more popular variants in the Tans Mosgolom. So, for example, I I am sure that you also used to play sometimes the Viragzika Cheresnefa. So, so, for example, this one, that's also a Yoy Nota. Right. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, that's, uh, that's a very, very important uh, mm. uh, uh, form. Uh, Bartok defined it, by the way, uh, and, and, uh, and it's a very, very important form in Transylvanian music. And, and also it has a lot of inter-ethnic aspects, so it's a very, very interesting, uh, interesting uh, structure of form to, to, to research. May I, uh, may I ask something on this? Because... Yeah. So here yes, we well, have a course. very interesting going back to the beginning of the of the very beginning of our conversation today we talked about what goes into an ethnomusicology and then the various interdisciplines and you mentioned just just talking about this one melody you talked about you know the comparative musicology that's our typology aspect of this just looking at the structure of it on its own and then comparing it to the region around it and then you also talked about the the um, you know there's a there's a uh, uh, interethnic pattern as well to this because I think in, in with Romanians, for instance, that they they have off 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 like that instead of yo 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 they say yeah, some yeah off 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 yeah, yeah yes yes yeah yes, exactly that's very important, yeah. yeah so so there's so much it's just bringing this full circle you know just uh, for the listener you know um, there's so much going on here um, and we're able to go back of, of of course to this one recording I think this melody most people listening would know anyway um, and it's really cool that it's a recording that goes back. Uh, 121 years now, um, but uh, but anyway, I just wanted to mention that um, the, the, the various aspects of, of 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 this, and you can do this for each and every melody because I I don't think Yoinotak, for instance, I don't think they exist, for instance, in Dunantul, right? Would they? In, in the Yoinota, no. Yes, that's, that's the, a Transylvanian the, thing, more or less. Yeah, not necessarily. Their existence starts to start to fade out. Uh, uh, at the line of you know at, at the imaginary imaginary line uh, uh, of Sotmar, uh-huh. so so in in uh, in Western Alfeld, uh, uh, sorry Eastern Alfeld, it's it's still we have still still uh, examples for it, and it's interesting because because uh, uh, at the early stage of uh, of uh, of research, Bartok originally knew this this song, uh, this song structure, this Yoinota form, uh, has a Romanian origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, though later research, later research uh, uh, created a, a more uh, uh, accurate image on that because, because uh, and 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 this was this this was later uh, uh, how to say so it's it's a 
Bartók, Bartók thought that that's, that's originally Romanian, but but uh, uh, it was it was confuted later mm-hmm. because uh, because uh, if you if you uh, if we regard the distribution of 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 collected items of the you know, form that we will see that in Transylvania it's uh, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's spread and it's used almost in all Hungarian regions mm-hmm. while in Romania uh, in uh, regarding the regarding the Hungarian Hungarian uh, uh, Communities, uh, while uh, at Romanians, it's not used everywhere. So, for example, it's not not really used in Bihar, not really used in Maramaros, in in the the, the homogeneous Romanian uh, inhabited regions. It's not used in in and in, and it's uh, it's uh, used uh, more densely in Romania regions, which are uh, which are uh, near uh, Hungarian inhabited regions. Mm-hmm. So, in the so, so uh, Romanians use uh, this Yoinota form only uh, along the uh, along Hungarian-Romanian ethnic borders within Transylvania. Okay, got it. Okay, so, so I, 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 I yeah. because 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 this this form misses from the western part of Hungary. Bartok originally uh, had 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 a theory uh, that uh, that it's 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 Romanian, but it was computed later. Yes. Gotcha. So okay. So and then and you mentioned Bartok, and I think we go from Vicar into Bartok, and Bartok is I, I, mean, I think we are we are going to probably start the topic of of Bartok and his work and not finish it and we will do a part two on this as we continue to build on the material here but um, but you know let's talk about kind of Vicar going into Bartok that uh, you know put us into that the, 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 the early 1900s and how Bartok got involved in this yeah, uh, exactly. How much time? Uh, well, we could go about you know we can go about ten, fifteen minutes. We'll yeah, see. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But uh, I, so I'm also pretty sure that we we won't be able to finish Bartok. Hundred percent. You know, but, but that that'll be a can, cliffhanger. You know, that'll be a uh, on yeah, next we can, time. Uh, that'll be a cliffhanger. <laughs> we, we can we can dedicate dedicate three, four, five, and uh, practically endless podcasts for the only for the over of Bartok. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Bartok, you know, is uh, considered as as the number one, the 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 the, the ancestral founding father of Hungarian ethnomusicology. Though he had some in- antecedents in, even in Hungary, as I tried to right. to 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 present in the in the previous uh, uh, part of this session. Uh, and uh, originally, uh, he uh, knew very little. On uh, on uh, on Hungarian folk music, uh, and uh, it's uh, I think it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, very important to speak about his uh, speak about the antecedents of his composing style, because you know we, uh, when he first contacted folk music, uh, then uh, before uh, before he was he was he was a young composer, young. Uh, uh, Pupil of composition, he he uh, graduated at music academy, and uh, at that time though uh, there was a movement in in all, all of Europe that uh, there was a new generation of composers uh, started and and seeked uh, to break up 
with uh, romanticism in music. So they were called uh, not post-romantic musicians, but post-romantic and also the imp impression imp uh, music uh, composers of impressionist schools like Debussy, for example. Mm -hmm. And 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 Bartok uh, Bartok constantly seeked to, to to set adrift from from uh, from the romantic uh, nation image, the romantic Hungarianness uh, of Liszt. Mm -hmm. So he, he always tried to try to find a kind of national sound, uh, kind of sound of Hungarian music, and uh, or something like that. And uh, his early works, for example, by the way, were influenced greatly by the works of Debussy. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, okay, okay. Another another recommendation of uh, of reading material here. Uh, there is a wonderfuling, uh, a wonderful. Uh, okay, I just. Uh, I just tried. To, uh, I just start to to be exhausted. But anyway, uh, there's a wonderful uh, American uh, researcher of Bartok's life work called uh, David A. Schneider. David Schneider. David Schneider, David e. David E. Schneider, uh -huh. uh, he works right now uh, at Amherst College in Massachusetts, mm -hmm. and in uh, 2006 uh, he published an outstanding uh, work on uh, on the the, the the antecedents and the, and the links of Bartok's style with other uh, other uh, Western composers. Mm -hmm. And also uh, with uh, with uh, with Hungarian music as well, and I would like to recommend this this book for for everyone. The name of the book is uh, the title of the book is Bartok Hungary and the Renewal of Tradition. Okay, uh, and uh, it 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 includes uh, case studies, by the way, written by by this outstanding musicologist Schneider. Um. So, uh, uh, if we if we listen, if we if we uh, uh, if we regard uh, the early uh, earliest compositions of Bartok, earliest pieces, for example, Debussy uh, was among uh, 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 the, the composers uh, who, who had a, had a great impact on Bartok's work, mm -hmm. and. And for example, Debussy also seek to set adrift from from conventional musical forms of the 19th century. Okay, so the Romantic musical forms of 19th century, uh, and uh, and and he experimented a lot with uh, the so-called oligotonic music, which is you know uh, composition style which uses scales with not uh, not as much notes as the diatonic uh, or modal scales or the or the chromatic scales, so not. Not, not seven scale, seven seven degree scale, or not a not a twelve degree scale like in the chromatic scale. Mm -hmm. But the, but but the, in in Debussy's compositions, there are a lot of lot of pieces which which uh, which use these 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 then then very very uh, bold new uh, ways to to compose music uh, with these or, these oligotonic oligotonic scales. Uh, and the inspirational sources for Debussy for this uh, music were, were also uh, uh, came came also from 
from from from various traditional music cultures. For example, the music of Southeast Asia, mm-hmm. which Debussy met in uh, in the in the in the Expo, uh, the Millennial Expo in Paris. Okay. Uh, the Millennial Expo in Paris, Debussy met, met some gamelan musicians mm-hmm. uh, from Bali. From from Southeast Asia and 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 then he uh, encountered with the scales the gamelan musicians use which which scales are completely different from from the diatonic uh, uh, diatonic uh, way of thinking we we all possess in Europe you know which is originated in classical musicology and classical harmonics and and and, uh, and European musical tradition mm-hmm. Western musical tradition to be more precise and. And uh, the, the the scales of the gamelan, especially the two more most important scales, the the, the so-called pelog and slendro scales used by gamelan ensembles, uh, the gamelan it's it's uh, just to just just short and, and brief detour. It's a kind of uh, instrument ensemble, ensemble using mainly ideophones, uh, ideophones and 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 percussions in the. It's a kind of oriental traditional music, not entirely folk music. It's not folk music actually. It's a kind of oriental classical music in the in the islands of of Southeast Asia, especially Indonesia, uh, uh, Bali, and and Java. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so Debussy encountered with this with this completely different world of uh, of music, and and uh, and he used it as an inspiration for his works and. And uh, you know, Bartok uh, had a, had an explicit sympathy with these uh, these pioneering work of of uh, impress- impressionist composers. Mm-hmm. But uh, he also possessed a lot of uh, uh, you know uh, of the patterns. So he knew all the patterns of the of the urban popular style uh, because you know in 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 his in his time, and he was a very, very, very sensitive uh, a, a musician. So he, he, I think, his musical skills and his, his musical perception was like something like, like like a sponge. So he just, he just, he, he just knew, and he just, he just uh, uh, possessed a lot uh, information and possessed knowledge of a lot of musical patterns. He can recognize it; uh, mm-hmm. those patterns, he can, he could recognize the pa- musical patterns of. Of the urban popular music and also the popular chants, uh, come on, popular chansons of his time. Mm-hmm. Also the the uh, the musical patterns of church music as well, mm-hmm. because you know, uh, in that time, uh, I mean, the young hood of Bartok. When, when you enter to a, to a to a restaurant to have a dinner mm-hmm. or a lunch, when you enter to a pub, uh, that was you know the popular chanson. Right. The urban popular music that was the background noise mm-hmm. of, yes. of the stage. Right. So mm-hmm. there was there was there was a Roma band in every every restaurant. Yeah. There was a Roma band in every restaurant, and and people were singing these these chansons in the street. And and Bartok, Bartok, uh, how to say, uh, must have known all 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 those musical patterns. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, you know, uh, it was so strong meme of that age, the the the, the vernacular music, the the yes, technically the background noise of right. of, the, of of those times, and uh, and and uh, these musical memes represented mostly, you know, melodic and harmonic ideas related strongly to the system of uh, Western classical music, mm-hmm. for example, functional chords. Uh, 
and and uh, and uh, uh, parts uh, uh, composed uh, along the principles of Western musicology, stuff like that, or okay. compositional uh, principles. Uh, and uh, uh, did he think this was uh, Hungarian? Yeah. Did he? He 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 knew because you're saying he's, he was sensitive. He was very intelligent, obviously. Um, at the uh, he, he had a great sense and great yeah. great great sense for intuition uh, and instinct. Instinct and intuition, for, uh, right? Uh, yeah. But, but uh, as musicians, but yeah. He, but, but, but what did you want to ask? Well, he didn't think this was Hungarian folk music, right? I mean, the folk. I mean, he did come across at some point. Uh, uh, the original, he, uh, yeah. Before before encountering with 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 with, uh, with, with the real folk song in in, in 1994, uh, he uh, he he tried to find the Hungarianness. He, he he knew a lot of nota, but but he, he he had no clues. He had no clues. He had no no any any benchmarks to start from. So we we see the F effort in his life work in in his early early years to to find something very Hungarian. Uh, but he he had no benchmark. He had no no nothing to nothing to nothing to catch. Nothing to 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 set his foot upon. Or I don't know. I, I try to. Right. No, I get it. But did he? I, I, try, yeah. I try to express myself in English. Okay. So, no, I get. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, and uh, with this with this background and with this with this background and with these influences, there was. Uh, a very remarkable and milestone encounter for him, mm-hmm. which was in 1904. Uh, he was uh, he was uh, he had some holidays, or or he he, he was visiting uh, uh, one of his relatives, I believe, in a in a mansion uh, at Gerlice Pusta, at Gerlice Pusta, and then in that mansion there was a handmaiden. CK handmaiden called Dosha Lidi, Lidi Dosha, Lidia Dosha. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she, uh, she, so she was a handmaiden there, and and Bartok uh, just uh, uh, one one day, Bartok just uh, heard her singing. Gerlica Pusta uh, in in uh, today's Slovakia, right? Yes, yes, but the songs are not. From today's Slovakia, right. because because the songs themselves are are originated from the from the home village of uh, Dosalidi, and she was from Kibed, which mm. is a which is a Sekai village. And by the way, in terms of ethnomusicology, in terms of of, uh, of folklore, and in, in terms of musical folklore, Kibed uh, has a uh, has a very important role. Uh, I will uh, I will uh, talk uh, more about Kibed later and right. in the following sessions. Uh, so Dosha Lidi Bartok just heard these songs Lidi sang. This is crazy. And, uh, I mean, this is let me just put this into context, and we're gonna wrap up very shortly here. But because this is a very good good cliffhanger moment to stop him. But yeah. but guy from Budapest. Well, he's not from Budapest originally. He's Transylvanian, right? Bartok. I think not Transylvania. From he, he's from he's from he's from uh, Banat, so he's from okay. Banshag. I think Arad Media. It's uh, not not San Miklos. Okay, uh, not that's not Transylvania. It's Partium. Okay, um, so he but he's he's you know studying and he's in his early twenties uh, in Budapest, and then he takes a vacation to go up to uh, t- 
to today's Slovakia, of course, Tegajca Pusta, and there uh, a, a girl that's working at the at the uh, at the mansion there as a you know as a, a maid or whatever. She is from she's from Seke uh, area and. She starts to sing, I guess, or whatever. However, that happened. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. You know, just just uh, while doing clean, <laughs> clean up, she just started to sing, and and you know that's 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 such a coincidence, and at the same time, that's God's hand. That's right. And uh, and Bartok loses his mind. He definitely. and what what is and and uh, may I show a picture of this uh, young woman here? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a picture. I yeah, sent you. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lady. A uh, very cute woman, actually, um, and and maybe there was some. Do you think do, is there was some uh, love connection here with Bartok or uh, no, no? No. Okay. So, um, what is no, his? I, 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 what I is, don't know about that, but uh, but yeah. uh, actually, uh, there are uh, some some books on Dushali this life, later life. Uh, for example, uh, uh, I think it's not translated to English. Uh, 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 an author called uh, Janos Rad. We made a made a short book on uh, about Dosholidi and in the in the 70s i believe uh, a transylvanian composer and uh, and folk music researcher called Chaba Sabu also uh, uh, visited uh, the old woman uh, Dosholidi uh, uh, who was married and 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 then then she was a, she was a very very old lady and and uh, uh, Chaba Sabu interviewed her about first encounter with Bartok. Very cool. What was Bartok's reaction? Yeah, so that's very important. That you also have another image, which is the which is the score, uh, the archival okay. sheet of uh, of the song, the first song, uh, uh, which is supposed that, that that was that was the first song Bartok heard first. Okay, I'll show I'll show that. that. Yeah, but what's what yeah. what what did he what what was his now this is this his handwriting? Uh, I think it's not. Uh, uh, it's not his handwriting, I okay. think, uh, but I don't know. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm not confident enough. Yeah. Uh, no worries. All right, I'll show it. So, what was his what was his reaction? Yeah. Uh, first, first, let me to because I have my flute here. So let me let me play it because because uh, as it's uh, oh that's his handwriting. That's his handwriting. Great. That's his handwriting. Okay. So you and you're gonna play uh, this tempo giusto, please. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta pl- Tempo Justo, yes, it's a, it's a dance tune. Yeah. I'm gonna play it because uh, because you know that's an original. Uh, originally, there no phonograph recording was made because Bartok for this for this coincidentally encounter Bartok did not prepare with a with a phonograph machine, and I think that time he he didn't even have any phonograph machines. Mm-hmm. So, but I I tried I tried to play it. By the way, it's a it's a in the times has this song is is. Uh, uh, and mostly known from from the Dimashi. Okay. So it's uh, okay. Shamalash at Tasharba, you know, the red apples falling into the mud. Of course it is. Something like that. Yes. Uh, or the Dimashi version is a. song and you know this first encounter we did you know this uh, if anyone heard uh, you know urban popular music 
uh, with a long, long, long line structures and and diatonic and chromatic scales. And if if, if anyone knows that, it was such a contrast yes. for for Bartok, a stunning encounter mm -hmm. indeed. So he was just shocked that what's that? Was it? And 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 since it it this songs even this song it, it has a it has a pentatonic character it, it uses way way uh, less notes than a than a than a than an, uh, uh, an urban popular folk song has. and uh, and and also just an octave one to eight range so the uh, so and and you know for Bartok it was oh my god that's that's something that's something new that's and and and, and I can imagine that. Deeply in his mind, it, it reminded him to that a little bit that for for that way, that path that Debussy, for example, walked in or something like that. Right. And for him, that, that that's that's the thing I was looking for. You know, that's that's no now or never. And uh, and I, uh, he he had a uh, he has a he has a quote of this encounter, Bartok, that's, uh, at first I read it in Hungarian, and then I tried, I'm going to try to translate it. So, egy véletlenül kínálkozó alkalmat felhasználva próbaképpen meghallgattam egy székely falusi lányt, Dózsalidit. Lejegyeztem éneke nyomán egyszerűbe 5-6 dalt, csupa teljesen ösmeretlen dallamot, amelyek teljesen elütöttek az ismert városi magyar nótatípusoktól. Ez az első kísérlet határtalan lehetőségek felé mutatott utat. Elhatároztam, hogy rálépek erre az útra kellő előkészület után. So Translated so using uh, a coincidental or uh, yeah a sudden opportunity, uh, just as a try, I listened as a Seke village girl, Lily Dosha, uh, and I made a transcription uh, after her singing uh, of 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 uh, of some uh, five six songs she uh, she sang. Uh, these songs were completely unknown for me, and they were completely different from all known uh, types of urban Hungarian nota, uh, which is urban popular song, actually. Right. And this first attempt and this first experiment opened the path for me uh, uh, towards endless opportunities. And I decided to, to step into this path uh, after proper uh, preparation. Yeah. Something. Amazing. This is the changing so, moment. I mean, this is it. Yeah, this him. is what uh, I, I didn't. I mean, this I this, this is the, the you know the change, the big changing moment, not just the for Bartok, yes. but for you know the, the eureka uh, moment. The eureka! Oh my God, what's yeah, that? The and, eureka uh, moment. Yeah, and then everything that would come um, after. Uh, um, and this is probably a good time to stop. But but just yeah, to preview, you just, know, just just yeah. just just one final thought because you know in the yeah. in a, from the Western colleagues. Uh, we are sometimes uh, we are sometimes asked asked the question uh, they they ask the question that 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 what was the what was the fundament and what was the reason and and based on what Bartok started to make difference between new style songs and old style songs how could he decide that that it's older and it's newer and 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 uh, and and sometimes uh, sometimes they consider this not scientific enough because what was the what 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 was the uh, reason f for Bartok to do that? that he, did he did he really pass as the knowledge to to decide what's new and what's old and what's what's uh, newer in the tradition and what's older in the tradition and stuff like that? And uh, believe me, with his 
antecedent, uh, no, not not with his with his history as a young composer, with his with his experience in in uh, in the that very age Hungarian music, with his uh, with his composing fieldworking instinct, and by the way, based on the statistics, based on what he encountered when he started to call as folk music later on the field, he could he could, and and it's it's completely completely and clearly uh, visible if you if you just uh, if you just regard on the entire tune stock of, of Hungarian folk and, and Hungarian and the Hungarian language area that's that's brilliant and that's amazing Mate, I think. great Shoma thank you thank you for um, for you know uh, offering to do this masterclass series which I hopefully will run for many years um, and I think we have a good uh, good opportunity to kind of uh, cut the episode now with a, a scissor, and then we're going to have part two, and maybe I mean obviously much more. But uh, I think the next time you're back, we're going to explore yeah. the work of Bartok and beyond. Um, yeah, I hope yeah. I, I hope it wasn't boring. Well, if it was boring, then that's okay. We gave a- adequate warning that this is going to be geeky and nerdy, but it did come yeah. full circle, and I think it was very. Um, very, very exciting for me, and I learned a lot, and I hope the listeners yeah. did as well. So, uh, yeah, and and, yeah. and 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 sorry if I got entangled with English. No, uh, yes. sentence structure sometimes. <laughs> no, it's a, it, it's amazing. You did a great job. Thank you, Shoma. And until uh, next time, on behalf of uh, Shoma Shalomon and myself, Kaman Mojor Uchi, uh, take care of yourselves, and we will see you next time. <laughs>